1: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Skate Network.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at BingetownTV.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
3: Hi, friends. The world got you down.
4: to talk about some snl sketches this was your call on this one favorite christmas snl sketches
3: there are a few things that get me in the christmas spirit like saturday night live like we we've talked about the whole new york city setting we've talked about how 30 rock inexplicably (laughs) makes me think of christmas no matter what episode i'm watching um and snl is honestly the same way and and i don't think it's out of left field I think SNL the season usually starts around September, right? Where we're getting everybody's starting to go back to school, much like most shows. Yeah. And and that that Christmas feeling is right around the corner, and by golly, does SNL have a metric fuck ton of Christmas sketches. So my yeah. idea was because we're not going to be able to talk about every single SNL Christmas sketch and we could we could make whole episodes based around single sketches. So I reserve the right to do that later, like in on another episode of us, like, Hey, let's break down this, this sketch. So what we want to do, what my idea was that Matt and I, we each bring our three favorites. We're not going to get into like super in-depth conversation about each of them because like i said i'm assuming our favorite favorites we're probably going to want to talk more in depth about and stuff but i just wanted to have like a cool lean back conversation about our favorite christmas episodes our christmas sketches of saturday night live so i'm thinking we go we kind of do this go back and forth unless you had that works no that works for me sweet
4: and and i'll be honest i had written down six specifically So if you pick something that's in my top three, I will say that was in my top three and we'll swap it out with one of the other three that would be an honorable mention.
3: Okay. All right. Um, my m- The thing I struggled with the most was um, putting things in order. I, like have an or-
4: order. I have an order figured out for myself anyway, I, which is my essentially one. I've got one that I absolutely, I'm feeling like it's almost like a draft. There's one okay. where I need to claim it for the draft. Okay. The rest I could care. As long as we talk about it, I'm happy <laughs> that one of us brings it up.
3: <laughs> and my picks are not necessarily the funniest ones, but ones that made me feel good watching. Okay.
4: Mine are definitely sense. leaning more towards funny.
3: Okay. So let you kick us off. Are you starting with number one?
4: Yeah. I'm going to okay. start with my number one to get it out of the way. Okay. When you texted me, snl sketches immediately the it's a wonderful life deleted scene really my mind i well first okay. of all you know how much i love it's a wonderful Life." i do i also love dana carvey specifically dana carvey's like spot on jimmy stewart impersonation yeah and the idea of taking this <laughs> beautiful wholesome movie and then like at the peak of its wholesomeness just being like I just remembered where that money went, and then it just yeah. turns into like an angry mob beating the shit out of Mister Potter. It's such like a fantastic juxtaposition of everything that that movie represents. I mean, it's uh, it's,
3: it's absolutely incredible. I feel like we've talked, we've definitely talked about this sketch before on here. It's
4: so fucking funny to me. Like it is. It is something that I saw that sketch before I saw It's a Wonderful Life. So for a long time, I was like... Same here.
3: Same here. And I
4: didn't really get it. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of funny. They're beating up, whatever. Then when I watched It's a Wonderful Life and went back and watched that sketch, I was like, holy shit, that is so funny that it's like the idea that there's this deleted scene that essentially erases everything that the movie is about in like a matter of minutes. But yes, that that is my... I would be remiss if I didn't claim that one for myself,
3: but all right, my number one, and it's so strange right. because it's not a comedy angle at all. I mean, it's kind of funny, but not really. My number one is Horatio Sands, Chris Kattan. Yep. Jimmy Fallon and Tracy Morgan. I wish it was Christmas today. I wish it was Christmas today. That That is my number 2. That was my number 2 on the list. Me tear up. And I'm Oh my god. I'm, I'm I'm teared up as we talk about it. That song. Just it 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 is the it is it is the sonic embodiment of us as people <laughs> it is dude yeah. it is like november 1st that song is blasting in my fucking classroom so i don't care what your mama, mama says christmas time is me and so, like the the innocence on chris katan's face as he's about or not chris katan's face fucking uh, jimmy Morgan. Fallon's face oh yeah as he's like just yeah. playing and he's singing along with it and fucking chris katan's doing his fucking head movements Tracy, and Morgan, Tracy Morgan's there. doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's no,
4: I think it's very funny. I've actually covered this song once. Really? Um I was playing a Christmas show uh and I think I've talked about St. Mort before. You've never really experienced St. Mort live, I don't know. No. St. No. Mort was this weird concept that I don't even know what to fucking call it, but <laughs> it was like if you booked a St. Mort performance at a show, you knew that you were going to get something different okay. every single time. I never did the same set ever. Yeah. And it would always be, well at least he tried, was going to yeah. be like the walk away thought. So the reason I covered I wish it was Christmas today. Yeah. Which
3: is titled Christmas Treat, for those of you really? who Really? I had yeah, no clue titled that titled was the treat. name. There are multiple uh, covers on Apple Music and Spotify but the original is not on there. So that's what that's you gotta upsetting. Google when you, when you look for it. <laughs>
4: I, uh, it stemmed from a concept if I wanted to record a cover song duet with myself. Yeah. So I had a projector, and all of a sudden, my face from my bedroom shows up and it's just like, Merry Christmas, Matt. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, Merry Christmas, Matt. And it's like, You want to do a Christmas song? I was like, Hell yeah, I want to do a Christmas song. <laughs> and then, like, I would be playing the rhythm, and then the me on the video would play
3: the. Oh, I love it! (laughs) I fucking and it it it. was
4: it was so goofy and so stupid, but that was like that was my shtick. Like if I was doing a show, it would either be some crazy balls out. I got a full band to do like '90s covers, where I'm like running around in a nurse's outfit covered in blood, screaming into like (laughs) a megaphone. Yeah, or it would be me with my acoustic guitar doing something fucking weird every single time. Um, I love it. So I'm going to lean into what I think is one of the best things consistently from year one of SNL, which is their commercial parodies. Okay. And this is the newest thing on their list. I'm pretty sure this was like literally last year. Um, It is the December to remember car commercial uh, one where Beck Bennett purchases a brand new car for his wife who's like how are we going to pay for this because okay. it's what goes to my head whenever i see those commercials where <laughs> like the the husband surprises his wife on christmas morning and the with the cars a brand
3: with, new- with a with a ribbon on it <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's, it's not like i think it's
4: because it's so fresh in my head but like that i remember watching that particular sketch because that was probably right when i started to be like oh Instead of watching SNL, I can subscribe to their YouTube channel and then yep. Sunday morning have everything given to me yep. in individual bite-sized pieces. So I was like really starting to just watch everything through their YouTube page, and that one just tickled me really. It's like one of the first years I was watching SNL again regularly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's
3: yeah, I don't not, I am not, not a lot familiar with that one. but yeah,
4: it's worth checking out. But let's let's hear your number two.
3: My number two. Um, and it is a it's it's kind of a generic pick. Um, I think it's on a lot of people's number one lists. As, as if people sit around and rank their favorite <laughs> SNL. Uh, as we sketches. found out,
4: there's at least a couple <laughs> of websites. Yeah, there for there there.
3: <laughs> and this is one that, like, it's my mother's favorite, and that is NPR's delicious dish, sweaty <laughs> balls. That
4: was on my. That was on my. That was next on my list. If you had taken another one of mine that is
3: absolutely and and i think it's a it's hysterical and i think it's a product of the people that that did it uh anna Gaster, um molly shannon and alec baldwin who i've i've gone on record saying and unfortunately things take (laughs) a downward spiral on alec baldwin but he's (laughs) honestly one of my favorite actors um and i think he's absolutely phenomenal in this
4: it's one of the sketches where three lesser people would have absolutely broke. Yep. And it's the fact that none of them ever break the very dead seriousness on their faces while they're talking. Because if, if even one of them started to chuckle, it would ruin the whole thing. (laughs) But it's like, they are so locked in with sincerity that it's like unbelievably hilarious. Mm, I love your balls. Yeah, oh, I like the mm. way your balls feel inside of my mouth. I like the way your balls <laughs>
1: feel.
3: Mm. Your balls are so smooth. Yeah, that's the really, uh, <laughs> sweaty balls guarantee. <laughs> it's so good, man. And I just, that's the one that if I don't watch like the the Christmas specials every year, that's the one that I have to watch every year for sure you're cracking up you- <laughs>
4: because I'm I'm I just realized my segue into my number three
3: yeah go for it
4: so you know you're talking about some balls but let's move up a little bit to the shaft uh, where you can find a dick in a box yeah <laughs> which- <laughs> <laughs> Which is my number three. Oh,
3: my God. That was a great segue, dude. (laughs) This was like our first taste of Lonely Island, too. Or I think Uh, so.
4: It was early. I'm pretty sure Lazy Sunday was before this. Okay, yeah. But this was like... Lazy Sunday had a pretty decent viral success. It had nothing on when Dick in a Box came out. Dick in
3: the Box was fucking everywhere
4: and i mean dick in the box was so big they continuously did sequels with those characters anytime justin timberlake was on the show right yeah you got it's not gay in a three way the golden rule you got mother lover like they just they they you know what though the funny thing is like as a hardcore lonely island fan yeah I don't really like the Lonely Island R- R&B tracks. I-, I think that they're so good at rapping that I yeah. want them to just stick with that most of the time.
3: I agree. But Dick in
4: the Box is an undeniably hilarious song.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm I'm struggling, dude. Because there are like three more I want to talk about.
4: <laughs> well, name, name one more and then we'll just knock out some. I have one more honorable mention.
3: All right. I think my third one. Okay. And it's gone back and forth between these two. Um, I think I'm gonna go consumer probe Irwin Mainway, which is okay. uh, Dan Aykroyd selling his toys. And he sell. Do you remember this one? No. Bucket, all right. So Dan Aykroyd, um, is being interviewed. He is the owner of a toy company around Christmas time, and he sells toys that are completely dangerous um you've got switchblade johnny which is a an action figure where you hit the button and instead of it like kicking razor blades pop out of its (laughs) arms and he's like what are you gonna do yeah it's a toy it's an action figure boys play with them all the time what are you gonna take action figures away from the boys nah you're not gonna take action figures away from the boys and she's like well what about this new uh this (laughs) new toy you guys have bag of glass and it's literally just a plastic bag filled with glass he's like yeah it's a the bag of glass you know kids have all the fun fun for you You don't even take everybody's fun away from them and she's like well what about a nice toy like this like this toy telephone and he's like all right i see this toy telephone right i'm just gonna play with this toy telephone look i'm talking on the phone i got the cord and then he wraps the cord around his neck and goes look argh, look any kid kid can choke himself on it he can choke himself on it i find that absolutely hysterical and there's just something about it that gets me Um, I miss I miss peak Dan Aykroyd and I know all those people are really old now and that makes me sad (laughs) look I
4: am okay with it I I think that Dan Aykroyd is still doing Dan Aykroyd's thing from everything I understand he's still the nicest man in Hollywood you
3: know I still haven't watched Ghostbusters yet
4: so here's my concern
3: you know I hold on. You know I rented Ghostbusters from Redbox and never took it back to the Redbox, and still have not watched
4: it. Oh God, Dylan!
3: Like I accidentally bought Ghostbusters Dylan. from the Redbox, Dylan, so it's just, just put a it on
4: tonight, just in a plastic case.
0: Dear God, dude, dude! I need to
3: watch Star Wars for the thousandth time. What are you talking but, about? But like,
0: you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music or right here on the Geekscape network.
2: What's up everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast Binge Town TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
4: I'm worried for you with Ghostbusters because I've noticed a thing that happened. Actually, you'll probably be fine. Okay. I've noticed a trend in 2022 and 2021 that really upsets yeah. me, okay. which is the great divide of people seeing a movie in theaters versus people seeing a movie from the comfort of their home. Okay. And, and I'm seeing this happen with the Batman now because that's hit streaming sites where it's like the people who actually pay money and sit in a theater and take in their evening of entertainment came out and they're like, this was great. And like all the people who bitch about it when they're watching at home, I, i know how i watch movies at home i'm like you're not fucking paying attention to the movie you're passively probably watching the movie you're dealing listen with man batman
3: home. did not need to be three fucking no, hours No, i'm not I,
4: i'm not like <laughs> look i'm not saying batman's a flawless movie okay I'm just saying like I saw the same thing happen with Ghostbusters. I saw some, the same thing happen with Dune, like the people who saw Dune in theaters. Yeah. I have
3: not sat down to watch Dune yet either, but I really am looking forward to that.
4: But you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that I'm because of the pandemic, I really saw this divide of like, no, there is something about seeing a film in a theater where it's like, is it Stockholm syndrome? Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe it's just because like for me, my phone is shut the fuck off. It's not just silence. I shut that shit down. I am unreachable for the period of time that that movie starts until it ends because I am fully immersed in it. And I feel like there's so many movies that like, if you're not fully immersed in it and you're like dealing with animals running around the house or like your kids are crying or like, you know, having just casual conversations with the people that are with you, or you're just like playing on your fucking phone. Like, you're not going to be as immersed to walk away and be like, oh my God, that made me feel things. And that yeah. like hit me in a certain, certain I way. I, get it. I, so,
3: I my thing but is, but I get people are scared to go to yeah. the
4: theater still. And I respect that. Like I under, but I'm just saying like, I get it. You don't want to go to the theaters, but also don't just be like, well, everybody who saw this in the theaters is completely invalid for their opinions. That okay. it's good. All right. Because you and I both agree on this telling people that their opinions are invalid is fucking infuriating yes
3: it really is it really is infuriating um i did put up something about the batman the other day i hope that's not what you're referencing no, no no no
4: i actually okay. must have missed that i <laughs> um it was over the biggest... weekend i wasn't seeing a lot of stuff online because i was at yeah. a wedding so
3: <laughs> my biggest issue with the batman and we're not reviewing the batman um is just again i didn't think it needed to be 3 yeah. hours. I think there were a lot of instances where we had a lot of slow-mo shots that I'm like, "Bro, yeah. please fuck I will, let's fucking go." But please. I but
4: I I listen, I will say that I think with the Batman and this is the end of the Batman review section, yeah. but I think that it it is not a perfect film. Anyone who's saying it's no. a perfect film is wrong. Yeah. I have a few friends who absolutely hate it because they just thought it was so nihilistic and not what they needed to be watching at that point. I that. And I think that that's I feel that. That's fair. What I will compliment this movie is that I think that almost every single actor is bringing their fucking A game yeah. in their part. I think Paul Dano is finally getting some very well deserved. Yeah respect and attention and for once it only took i don't know since the 60s to have a batman movie you know the detective comics batman where he's a goddamn detective like
3: like, also colin farrell fucks dude
4: dude i had no clue it was him (laughs) until i was watching the closing credit and colin farrell's name popped up and i was like who the fuck was he
3: (laughs) i think the only other thing i didn't like was i didn't like the way the batmobile was i I thought it was a very not fun batmobile but
4: Uh, But I think that that was kind of the point, like, like uh, what I do like about the movie is stuff like, you know, Batman parachuting out and like eating shit because it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not an expert, like everything is kind of sloppy. So it's I I, I I need to watch it it again.
3: I think Teddy and I watched it at a point where it was like, hey, do you want to watch this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we both felt like we needed to cause like no, the conversation was, was like, still happening. Yeah.
4: I was fucking stoked. I saw it like yeah. two days after it was released. Cause I yeah, was like, see,
3: we waited till it was here, but I'm also an anomaly because I know you're having that conversation about people going to theaters versus people that watch it at home. I am a fucking staunch Halloween kills defenders.
4: So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I know you are an anomaly in that sense, no, but you're also, let's be honest. You're also not that much of a, halloween kills defender as much as you are a come on let's not sit here and pretend this is the worst thing that's yes, happened to the yes, like that's more that's my stance yeah. on i i think that the netflix you know texas chainsaw massacre film was pretty bad but the people were acting like it's the worst shit oh, that's yeah. ever happened to the legacy of texas yeah. chainsaw massacre Dude, like. i
3: can't there is this there is this movement now where people are like saying they loved texas chainsaw 3d which yeah. was fucking Wild. awful. Yeah. No, that's, Horrendous. A, that's a bad call. You
4: no, know another great example though. And I feel like we're getting to the point where we're going to start seeing this too. Yeah. Something that you and I both love. I think that the scream five, like people who didn't see it in theaters and are now watching it on streaming are going to be like, this was really overhyped. This was bad. Yeah. This was stupid. Like it's going to come because they're not yeah. just sitting there being immersed into the story and the characters. They're like texting on their phone or like whatever. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. Sorry. Dude, yeah. what
3: what do you have any more? So like sketches you other, definitely want to mention?
4: The only one I want to mention, I feel like you I for some reason I thought you may have had this on your list. Um
3: I have 3 more I want to mention. <laughs> so
4: so saying. maybe this is one of those 3. Yeah. And this was one that I just saw in the last year or two because I subscribed to the uh Saturday night live YouTube channel It started recommending a bunch of other sketches and I just watched it out of curiosity. And I feel like sometimes SNL sketches aren't necessarily funny, but there's like a little bit of charm to them. And I, I found the you're a rat bastard, Charlie Brown sketch. That's a fun one. It's not my
3: three, but that's a fun one. It's like just weirdly
4: charming. And I think it's, I, the only reason I watched it was that the, 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 thumbnail was larry david playing linus yes and i was like well now i'm curious (laughs) but but it's like i can't tell you anything about it i can't quote it but every single time that i see the thumbnail i'm like let me rewatch that like
3: (laughs) it's it ain't bad so the three and i'm not going to get into them like the other ones but i'll just kind of mention them um number one is steve martin's christmas wish or steve martin's holiday wish yeah i love that one um, you need to check that one out. He's okay. like, what I want to wish for is peace to all the world. Actually, what I want to wish for is a, a million dollars to me and peace among the world. Actually, <laughs> what I would like to wish for is a million, a million women, <laughs> all scantily clad, surrounded by me, a million dollars. Hold on, those women need carts. Cars. So what I want to wish for, and it just keeps going like that. Like it's I'm not like doing a, it justice. It's
4: like almost like the big like the early version of like the I'm leaving scene from the yes. jerk where it's like it just keeps building Steve yep. Martin was so good at that. I, All right. Yes. What, um, what are your other two?
3: The other one is John Malkovich. Uh, Twice the night saw before Christmas.
4: This, I saw this come up on a list and I was like, I am going to watch this. Oh, you've never seen afterwards. it. I'm no. not going to talk about it. You yeah, need to I see it. I feel like just the setup of John Malkovich reading "Twas the Night Before Christmas is more than enough for me to So be
3: good. Interested. It's so funny. um And my third one is a more, not really recent. It's crazy that this was actually like a long time ago now, is Rappingville. Uh, okay. Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon. Um, each of one of them's playing a wrapping paper, and one of them's playing a bag, and they they go into like a whole spiel of like battle wrapping each other to. Uh, modern I want to
4: I want to say something as well, uh, yeah. and I hope that I'm not putting words in your mouth. Yeah, but I feel like you're going to fall in the same category as me. I think that it's noteworthy that neither one of us brought up the Hanukkah song. Um, and that's not because I'm anti us talking about Hanukkah on the Christmas podcast, but no. it's because I've always thought that that song is overrated as fuck. <laughs> like
3: You are putting words in my mouth. <laughs> 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 I do. I do not. So here's my thing is the reason I didn't say the Hanukkah song is because my version of the Hanukkah song is different from your version of the Hanukkah song, because well, the version I prefer is Hanukkah song part three. Oh, see, and I like part two. What I'm saying is the SNL,
4: the original SNL performance is not that good.
3: No, I like part three. And what I like the most about part three is it came along with Eight Crazy Nights, which we will talk about. I know. Eventually. I know. I've avoided that movie this Uh, long. I fucking, (laughs) I adore how dumb that movie is. And I love the songs in it. But at the end, uh, he does a part three of The Hanukkah song and there's like a live version on it that he did for SNL and he brought out like Schneider and stuff like that and to me that's the one I have more nostalgia for so I like Hanukkah song part three but I don't associate it with SNL as much as I do just associate it with that movie even though I know the original was yeah,
4: SNL. and I and I do want to clarify, I am when I say it's overrated as hell, I am legitimately talking about the actual performance on weekend update. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. think that the recorded versions that he did live for his different albums are yep. just better versions yeah. of that song. It's for sure. Same thing with Lunch Lady Land. The the yeah. album live version yep. of Lunch Lady Land is better than the SNL version of Lunch Lady Land.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could sit here. We could do a part two to this list like next year. We could, th- oh, I could sure. name so many Christmas SNL skits that I didn't get a chance to talk about. Well, I highly recommend to anyone who is like us, which I assume if you listen to this even once, you are somewhat like us. Next year around Christmas time, figure out on NBC when they're going to air the Christmas special. Because what SNL does is they take it's a two hour event and they just take the, it's a best up. It's a best of yeah. their Christmas skits. Um, there is a version of it on Hulu right now. If you want like, or maybe it's at Peacock now, sorry, okay. it's on Peacock now. Um, if you want to like give yourself some SNL Christmas cheer in the middle of May, that works for you too. But for real, seek this out. Um, it's, it's, it's so cool. I love I love SNL. And even when it's bad, I still like talking about SNL. Yeah. So brought to that.
4: Yeah. No, I think that this will definitely be back. We need to, uh, I'm saying this on the air so people can hold us to it. Yes. You and I really need to crack down. Yes. Next by, by the time October, November rolls around, just like bulk recording as new shit drops. Yeah. So that even if we're not releasing it, As it's in the the ether, we can, like, really dedicate January, February, March to, like, our first thoughts on, like, when these new things came out in (laughs) in the previous year.
3: Well, I hope we get a slew of Christmas stuff that isn't, like, your Netflix fucking princess bullshit. (laughs) Hey, we got 8-bit. We got 8 bit Christmas. We did get 8 bit, but I feel like I feel like uh Christmas twenty twenty one was lacking on the new content front. Besides yeah, I think we got 8-bit. like
4: even on the Netflix front, we got like Castle for Christmas and that was like it on the- yeah. like it wasn't there was not a lot coming from anything. Um oh, and then <laughs> you and I just both I did finally watch the third the, the newest home alone movie, but you and I oh, were just like on. flat out refusing to I'm do not it. touching it. And I'm a,
3: <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? to it was it good that I refused to touch it? Oh, it's
4: a train wreck. Okay, I mean, cool. I think we would have had a hilarious episode about it we because I think it? it would have been no holds bar about it. But yeah, I don't we ever want to watch it. it again. So. Oh,
3: never mind then. <laughs> or could you do it <laughs> I mean, based off of memory?
4: If we we're going to do an, ne- that is the only way you'll ever get me to watch that movie okay. again is to do a podcast on, you it. you
3: know, so. for a fact, you and I are going to be sitting there and like, God, I can't think of anything to talk about this week. You want to just talk about the newest Home Alone movie? <laughs>
4: fair fair all right that's probably
3: gonna be next week (laughs) yeah probably well
4: dylan yes i don't care what your mama says
3: christmas time is near oh whoa
1: is it something that goes bump in the night is it something menacing lurking past the tree line or is it just weird and otherworldly you'll find it here on campfire ashes
0: you can find us on spotify apple music amazon music or right here on the geese network
2: what's up everybody this is brian here to tell you about our podcast binge town tv Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Binge Town TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
3: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.